Hey, welcome back to another episode of Health with Hashimoto's. This is the show where you get to explore the root causes of your autoimmune condition, and you get to discover holistic solutions to address your Hashimoto's because I never want to leave you hanging and just say, oh, I I identified the problem and then not give you a solution. That's just not how I roll because I always want you to have hope. I always want you to be able to do something to know what your next step is. Today, we're going to talk about a root cause, and that is getting sick. Your immune system is already stressed when you have an autoimmune condition. When you have an autoimmune condition, it means that your immune system is not working right. So when you add a layer onto that by getting sick, then it's going to stress your immune system out even more. And some people have flares when they get sick, a flare of whatever autoimmune condition you're experiencing. Uh, Some people develop autoimmune conditions when they get sick. The same thing can happen uh, when you get vaccinated because, of course, most vaccines are you know, messing with your immune system, priming it to get sick or to protect yourself when you get sick. We're not going to talk about vaccines today. We're just going to talk about getting sick and staying well. Of course, I'm going to give you simple and sustainable things that you can do to stay healthy so that you hopefully you make it through the whole winter without getting sick. Now, is it going to be 100% sustainable for everybody? No, you might get sick. It's pretty common in the winter, but I'm going to give you some really practical solutions. But before I do, I have some news that I am so excited about. I have been working towards this for years. I first started looking into um, accepting HSA and FSA money back, I don't know, like seven or eight years ago. I read through so many documents in the IRS. I read through different commentaries about those documents. And I realized that as a nurse, as a nurse educator, as a nurse coach, I can work with people and some of that will be accepted as HSA, FSA. Now, for those of you who don't know what HSA and FSA is, it stands for a health savings account or a flexible savings account. FSA. Yeah. Um, And they are tax-free accounts that employers, you know, set up for their employees and the government doesn't tax it. But that means the government controls it. And the government in the United States has decided that they only want to work with the sick care model. Um, If you want to use your HSA or FSA money for prevention or for general wellness, you will be denied. Your HSA and FSA, it says explicitly on the IRS site, you cannot use it for supplements, you cannot use it for vitamins, you cannot use it for general wellness. And I know some people do, but it says like black and white, you cannot use it for those reasons. What they say is you can only use HSA and FSA money for medical diagnoses and treatment of those medical diagnoses. The IRS gives one example that really helps us to under, at least helps me to understand it, and it's weight loss programs. They have weight loss programs in both the acceptable category and the unacceptable category. It comes down to intent. If somebody wants to do a weight loss program for a medical diagnosis, like let's say you're having knee problems and your doctor says it's because you're overweight and you're going to need knee surgery unless you lose a bunch of weight. Well, in that case, it might be accepted for HSA and FSA. 
However, if you look at the data and you're like, oh my goodness, all of these risk factors apply to me because I have um, excess weight and I don't want to get sick, then the government says no. Because you're trying to prevent something, you cannot use HSA and FSA. The exact same program could be accepted or could be denied based on your medical diagnosis and your reason why you're doing the program. So with the holistic Hashimoto's course, it obviously has a diagnosis tied to it. I built the course for people with Hashimoto's. If you have been diagnosed with Hashimoto's, then this course is for you and you could use your HSA or FSA money. Now I am not a lawyer. I am not an IRS agent. I am a nurse. I built the course to help you identify and address your root causes. So I am 100% confident that HSA and FSA money should be able to apply, but you will need a diagnosis from your medical provider. And if you want to be safe in case the IRS would audit you, you would need something from your provider that says that they want you to take this or they think that this course could help you in your healing journey or it's part of your treatment plan. As the creator of the course, as a nurse, I cannot say that I am offering um, healing, cures, treatment, things like that, because that's not in my scope of practice as a nurse. But what I built for you, your doctor can look at it and say, yes, this is part of your treatment plan. I fully support you and I will sign my name on this letter. And guess what? I wrote a letter for you. It's on my website. Just head down to the show notes and it will take you to uh, the Holistic Hashimoto's course and then scroll to the bottom and there's a letter for you to download there. You print out that letter, send it to your doctor or you know take it when you go the next time and your doctor can sign it or the doctor can write you a prescription that says you have Hashimoto's and I think that the Holistic Hashimoto's course could be beneficial for you in your healing journey. And then you could save that. I don't need a copy of that. You need a copy of that. And you need to just save it in case the IRS would say, we want to see your expenses and we want to know if you used your HSA or FSA money appropriately. And then you would have it. So I have that letter for you. The Stripe um, checkout, the buy now button or enroll now button on the Holistic Hashimoto's course will accept HSA and FSA money. And then it's up to you to provide or to keep the documentation. My other huge announcement, it's not as big as HSA, FSA. I've been working on HSA, FSA for, oh goodness, so many years. Like I already said, I'm so excited about it. Anyway, um, the other thing I decided to do because I had such a huge sale in December, it didn't feel right to just go back up to the normal price, which is $4.97. So for the first 20 in 24, I thought that was fun, right? 2024. <laughs> anyway, for the first 20 people who enroll in the course in, tw in 2024, you will have a huge sale and you can see that on the website. I will take the sale down when we reach 20. I am a small business. I can't tell you how quickly this is going to get used up, these 20 spots for a savings. Um, just, you know, enroll right away so that you don't miss out, so that you can be one of those 20. I anticipate that it will be available through the full month of January 24, but I cannot guarantee it depends on um, who wants to enroll. All right, let's talk about wellness because we're almost eight minutes into the episode and I haven't gotten to the meat of the episode yet. I'm sorry. I was just so excited to share the HSA FSA story with you. And 
and I have to do the disclaimer about what the IRS allows and doesn't allow. Okay, so staying healthy. Everybody wants this huge um, miracle, right? You want me to tell you one specific thing that you can do and you will never get sick in your life. I don't have that for you. What I have are simple things, simple things that compound daily, simple things that support your body to do what your body is designed to do. You are designed to be healthy. When God created Adam and Eve, they were perfectly healthy, but we aren't Adam and Eve. However, we are descended from them and that's how we were designed. Our human bodies were designed to be healthy. So our bodies are always striving to be healthy and it's our job to support our bodies. So let's not get sick this winter. Here are the top things that I recommend to do if you don't want to get sick. And I will have two podcast episodes if you want to dig deep into like homeopathy or um, supplements, herbs, things like that. I have two in-depth episodes to share with you and they're other people's podcasts. So number one, sleep. Your body heals, restores, and renews while you are sleeping. Have you ever wondered why your kids sleep so long when they're sick? Like we know they do. We just accept it. But why? It's because when we're sleeping, that's when your body is trying to heal. It's repairing. It's renewing. It's taking out the trash. Sleep is so important. And guess what? In the winter, you have more darkness. We have less daylight. So more sleep is encouraged by nature. It's just part of our rhythms. I know everybody gets to New Year's and they have these huge goals and they want to do amazing things. But if you follow the seasons right now in January, at least in the Northern Hemisphere, everything's resting. The trees, nature, everything is resting. And that's our job too. We need to increase our sleep during the winter so that our body can prioritize healing, restoring, repairing, taking out the trash. Then the next thing, number one is sleep. The next thing is hydration. It's something so simple and yet it's so impactful. When you drink enough water, it helps every single organ and system in your body. It helps your brain. It helps mental health. It helps um, how quickly you think like brain fog. It helps um, headaches. So all of that is brain. And then you work your way down. Every single thing is impacted by hydration, your digestion, your weight, your lymphatic system, which is the garbage disposal system of your body. You really want your lymphatic system to be working well. And that is impacted by hydration. So how much should you drink a day? Well, that depends on your weight and how much you sweat. So if you just want a super easy calculation, take your weight in pounds and divide it in half. And that's how many ounces a day you should be drinking. So if you weigh 140, that would be 70 ounces of water. I always round up and I measure just by, I have a quart mason jar, you know, just a canning jar. And so I fill three of those a day, which is more than, you know, that weight-based thing, but I always err on more. And then obviously if you're working out, if you're sweating, if you're in a sauna or something, then you want to increase your water beyond your weight-based calculation. So sleep is your first strategy for staying well. The second is hydration. The third is decrease stress. When we are stressed, our immune system 
is more out of whack and our immune system cannot prioritize keeping us healthy. It is, it's overwhelmed. And when you're already dealing with an overwhelmed immune system, when you're already dealing with an autoimmune problem, then we always want to be lowering stress because we know that stress is a root cause of autoimmune problems and stress can also be a trigger. And so then when you throw on the fact that when you're stressed, you can also get sick and being sick can be a root cause and a trigger. Well, then that's double whammy. So we really want to focus on mitigating stress. I have a lot of episodes about stress and you can just go through the catalog or scroll back to the beginning of the podcast. Um, the first 10 episodes or so, I think I did two different episodes on stress. So then the third thing, no, sorry, fourth is sugar. Now my kids hate it when I talk about this, but when you eat sugar of any sort, any sugar, it directly competes with your white blood cells and it kind of turns them off. Now your white blood cells, they're the fighters. They go out and they um, seek out and destroy the pathogens and the attackers. Your white blood cells, you really want them robust and healthy and doing their jobs. If you're eating sugar, then your white blood cells are not doing their job for several hours after you eat. It depends on how much sugar you eat. So it's easy to say, just cut out sugar. It's a little bit more difficult to do, but thankfully around the new year, there are so many different articles and blogs and podcasts and ads. Everybody's trying to help you eat healthy. And you know what? The easiest thing that I have found to replace sugar or to, you know, cut out sugar is number one, stay hydrated. Sometimes you reach for something to eat, sweets or carbs or whatever, not because you're actually hungry, but because you're thirsty or you're bored. So stay hydrated, going back to number two, and hopefully that will help. And then the next thing to you know help you cut out sugar is replace it. So if you're reaching for a snack and you're normally going to be reaching for something sweet, something that's totally carb, replace it with a protein and a vegetable. That is my go-to when I'm telling my kids what to have for a snack. When I'm looking for a snack, I look for a protein and a vegetable. All right, I got one more for you. So number one was sleep. Number two was hydrate. Number three was stress. Number four is sugar. And then number five goes along with those, well, obviously, because they are all the simple foundations of staying well. And this one is daily movement. Now, I mentioned your lymphatic system when we were talking about hydration. Like I said, your lymphatic system is the garbage disposal system of your body. You have little lymph um, vessels all along your arteries and your veins and they they go throughout your whole body their job is to take the garbage the viruses the bacteria the broken cells the things that you don't need anymore and get rid of it so obviously you want it moving well so you want to stay hydrated and when you eat sugar your lymphatic system i have heard one doctor describe it as it kind of turns to molten lava when she said it was when you're under stress and when you eat sugar. When you do those two things, your lymphatic system gets really gummed up. So we're already talking about staying hydrated, decreasing our sugar, and decreasing our stress. But why movement? It's because your lymphatic system doesn't have a pump of its own. Now, technically, your diaphragm, if you're breathing with your belly, the diaphragm does move your lymphatic system 
or your lymphatic fluid around just with the work of breathing, but most of it comes through muscle contraction. So think of your legs. Every time you walk and you move your muscles, they're going to squeeze on the little tubes that hold your lymph, and as they squeeze, they push your lymph up towards your heart, which is where it's going to need to go. And then it doesn't actually go to your heart. It goes, I'm not going to go through that. You can listen to episode 34 if you want to learn all about where it goes and what it does, um, because I talked all about lymph in episode 34. So anyway, you're moving your legs and every muscle contraction, you're pushing the lymphatic fluid where it needs to go. Same thing with your arms. And like I said, when you breathe, so it is important to keep moving. Of course, you're going to keep breathing, but you want to make sure that you're moving your whole body every single day because you're going to mobilize your lymphatic system. But it's not just that, that movement impacts when you move every day, when you have a goal of movement, I'm not saying like a HIIT workout or something, gentle movement. When you stay active during the day, you are healthier you have a less risk of getting sick with viruses, bacteria, you know, colds, the winter illnesses. You are statistically going to be healthier when you are more active. So that is tip number five. So a quick recap, and then I'll give you those podcast episodes from other podcasts. Uh, it was sleep, hydration, stress, sugar, and then movement. Okay, so if you want to get into the nitty gritty of, you know, what homeopathy things can you use? What herbs, what supplements? So two of the podcasts that I listen to really dive deep into this. And the first one is a recent episode. It is on the Ancient Health podcast. That is Dr. Axe's podcast. And um, this episode was not with Dr. Axe. It was with somebody else. It's called Be Prepared for Cold and Flu Season. It's from December 29th of 2023. And in that episode, she goes into a lot of different things, including like acupressure points that you can do on yourself things that you can have somebody else do to you, and then a lot of um, homeopathy and herbs and tinctures and things. The other episode that I really like, it's from the Red Pill Your Health podcast, and that one is hosted by a chiropractor and a nurse practitioner. And in every single episode, they go through like, what is the problem? What contributes to the problem? and what herbs, homeopathy, vitamins, supplements, things like that can help somebody who's dealing with this problem. I have found that podcast to be super like specific to what they're talking about and always has tangible things that you can do at the end. Um, the name of the podcast, Red Pill Your Health, makes it sound like it's a political podcast. It is not political at all. They just talk about things that during COVID you couldn't talk about. So I think that's where they got their name. I'm not positive. Um, anyway, the episode that you want on that one, it is a year ago. It is December 3rd of 2022, and it's called Viruses Gonna Virus. And that one has obviously information about viruses and staying healthy during the winter. So those two episodes, I will link to the Apple episodes down below. If you listen in another podcast player, you have the dates to look for and the titles. And I found those episodes really helpful for the times when you get sick. But today, my information was talking about how to not get sick. And I think they do cover that on those two different episodes. But do the basics. We always go back to the basics. You know, sleep enough, stay hydrated, lower your stress, 
decrease your sugar, decrease your processed foods, of course, and then incorporate daily movement into your days. I am so thankful that you are here with me on another episode of Health with Hashimoto's. You are the reason I do this. I love to hear your stories. If you have a story about anything that you've changed or you've learned because of this podcast, I would love to hear it. If you want to leave a rating and review, that's awesome. It, ratings and reviews really drive the podcast algorithm, but you can just shoot me a message on social media too. You can find me on Instagram. I am at esther.y.rn on Instagram. Um, my Facebook page, I believe is health with Hashimoto's. It is a little harder for me to see when messages come through my Facebook page, but I will see them eventually. Thank you again for being here. And don't forget, if you want to use your HSA or FSA money for the holistic Hashimoto's course, you can now. And the first 20 people in 24 will get a really good sale. This podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. Please be sure to discuss any concerns and plans with your trusted healthcare professional. 